Now, now Christian was was excellent. You know, Gronowski got hurt. Um, so, but but quarterback hasn't beaten Southern in these games. What's beaten Southern in these games are Strong and Davis. I mean, their numbers are obscene against SIU. This is a special edition podcast from Jackrabbit Illustrated. Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts are presented by Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota and sponsored by Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans in Sioux Falls. It's usually key, Dylan. <laughs> One of the keys is to get the guest name right. All right, hey, welcome everybody to a special edition podcast here for Jackrabbit Illustrated. Uh, I've got the one and only Mike. And is it Mike? Is it Reese? I never asked you how you. It's Reese. Reese. Yeah. All right. I thought so. Probably. See, there we go. You, you, so many things you could teach me. I should have asked that before, before we started recording here. <laughs> it's usually key, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> one of the keys is to get the guest name right. You, you know, I listen, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm an executive at an e com company. I ran home over lunch. I'm doing my best here. But I, forgive me, forgive me. And I, so you really just care how much money I make and what I do with it. That, that's exactly You're it. That's ex- economics guy. Yep, uh, you got it. You got it. No, uh, but again, thank you so much, uh, Mike, for, for taking some time today. Everybody, Mike has been the radio voice of the Salukis for, get this, 43 years. That is absolutely astounding to me. Are you impressed by that or do you just shake your head? Why in the world would he stay in Carbondale that long? <laughs> No, what is, your, what is your prevailing notion? <laughs> no, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I mean, I, I can't, uh, I probably have to be talking to the most, uh, uh, I don't know, lifelong diehard, you know, Saluki probably that there is. Uh, and honestly, no, absolutely no. Uh, I, I was really impressed with Carbondale. I finally got down there in the spring because my, my job, I get real busy in the fall. So I didn't know that I'd ever really have an opportunity to make that long of a road trip. So yeah, I, I drove down from Minnesota. Uh, Kyle, who we just talked about a minute ago, he drove up from Texas and, and we met and, and I know that that game didn't go well for, for your squad, but it was, I'd it, say not. <laughs> well, that was, we, we can get into that in a minute, but it, I mean, there's, <laughs> that should not have been that score. I mean, I, mm-hmm. last year you guys had a real good team. Um, and actually let me, let me kind of lead into that to begin with here, Mike. Um, obviously a very, very good program going in the right direction. Love your coaching staff. Um, you know, continued to kind of build, I would say, as the spring season went on. But are there any major differences between last year's team and this year's? I mean, what what's kind of stood out to you? No, and there really aren't between the two teams, Dallas. I think um, the teams that played uh, twice in the spring at Carbondale and then at Brookings in the playoffs uh, are all made up of the same players. In Southern's case, uh, they have 19 sixth-year players. Uh, and... Um, all of them have graduated and um, all of them play right now. So it's a veteran squad. It's uh, the type of team that Southern will never see again. Uh, the COVID rules gave all of these guys another year. And so far they've taken advantage of it. Now they do have the same record uh, that they had at this point last year after five games, four and one. They are two and oh in the league and they weren't a year ago. Um, I think that. Um, how they fare against the uh, the Jackrabbits is the um, is the measuring stick for how truly good they are. And the Salukis fancy themselves contenders, not only in the league but nationally. Uh, but if they're going to get out of the four spot, which is where they're picked, 
they're going to have to win one of these games. Now, they won't play NDSU this year, but they will play North Dakota. They do play South Dakota State, of course. And so uh, how they fare against those two teams is going to determine it. And how they fare against South Dakota State will tell uh, the coaching staff and the fans and everybody like that whether, you know, Southern has risen to the point where it can beat SDSU. I think that's the next step for Coach Nick Hill's program because – uh, to this point, the uh, the five times, six times his teams have played them, um, the closest they've come is is the 31-26 in the playoff game, and the other games weren't even close. So I, I want to talk about that game real quick. When we did our con or our, our season preview podcast, I had brought up uh, your squad is is being one of the biggest concerns, if not the biggest concern that I had. Uh, even though we get to play you guys in Brookings. Has has this team had this game circled on their schedule since May 2nd? Because I, I got to assume they have. Well, uh, if they have, they're not saying it, Dallas, and I haven't heard that. Um, it's too veteran of a team to do that. Now, at the same time, um, for the reason I just mentioned, they believe they're good enough not only to beat the Jacks, but also to contend for the league championship and, uh, and a national championship. And uh, they keep saying the thing they want to do is a championship. The, the vibe they give you is that the last two games were more important to them. Western Illinois and Illinois State, um, I call them the bailout boys because <laughs> they're the ones that bailed on the season yep. in the spring. When everybody had a chance to bail at the start, Indiana State was the only one that chose not to, and everybody else said we're going to play. Well, that means you play the whole year, whether you're down to four defensive tackles or you still have six or whatever shortages you may have because of injuries, and then you certainly don't cancel um, after you finally win a game, and that's what both of those teams did. Now, as it turned out, it was better for Southern that it didn't play those two teams didn't play, uh, came up one short and played southeastern Louisiana instead. Um, that's went in on the Western Illinois date, and that proved to be a better game for the Salukis. It might have got him into the playoffs. You know, yeah, that, that was a that was a that statement team. win. Yes, and uh, that game doesn't happen if Western doesn't bail. But the Salukis were PO'd when those two teams quit, and they're both uh, in-state schools. The rivalry with Illinois State is the strongest rivalry anyway. And so that, um, that ramped that up. And the Western game was a physical game, um, as it usually is with them for Southern. Plus, there's an ex-SIU player on Southern's roster, who on Western's roster, who covered Southern's best receivers. And he's an outgoing player anyway. <laughs> and so that made for even uh, more fun. And there are about 20 penalties in the darn game between the two teams. I think there's more respect for South Dakota State, Dallas, than there is for, um, you know, let's get them, it's personal, any of that. We're going to circle this and we're going to beat them. And um, uh, But I think there's a respect and a knowledge that, um, that Southern is truly a title contender if it wins this game. Yep, and I certainly didn't mean overlooking anybody else or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. mean that if I'm in that locker room, they know that they had every chance in the world to win that game. They know that they were one, you know, a couple of plays away from just taking one more step. And I, I got to think that, that that's got to be a motivating force. 
it's it's interesting looking at the way that your guys' schedule shaped up this year. I mean, you knock out your two your two rivals early on in the season, and then there's a meat grinder coming up. Yeah, you know, it's coming to yeah, uh, you know, at, at South Dakota State. Then your home homecoming uh, against the Fighting Hawks. Then you're at uh, UNI, always a tough place to play, and then Missouri State, who seems to be who they we thought they were. Yeah, I, I yeah. had a question there. Yeah, they're they're for real. So now there's all top 18 teams, at least the way that the current rankings are going, and it's over a five week period. But but frankly, um, Dallas, when you're when you're where Southern is, when you're where um, Illinois State is, um, Western Illinois to a degree, but Western hasn't had two wins in a year since 2018. So you know the wannabes. You know, that's Southern and ISU, the guys that want to be consistent. You look at that as the gauntlet. Um, if you're South Dakota State, if you're North Dakota State, if you're North Dakota, but certainly SDSU and NDSU, maybe North Dakota to me, even though Bubba Schweigert worked here and, and uh, is a good friend, they still have more to prove. Now, they're off to a fast start in the league. But NDSU and SDSU have done it for the last 10 years. And so you don't look at it as a gauntlet because you're ranked one or two all the time. Well, for these other teams, this is the month, and it usually seems to happen in October, where you hit top 15 teams every week that decides whether, A, you finish 500, and, B, you go to the playoffs. And so that always is is staring and and uh, – and it stares these teams in the face, and it's decisive, and it's no different this year. And I'll say this, it's a less imposing stretch than it usually is for SIU because SIU simply has a better team and is better capable, better able uh, to, do, uh, to do damage against this schedule at the most and handle it at the least, And um, whereas that hasn't always been the case. And uh, uh, But uh, – Southern's playing good football right now, beginning with uh, with after the SDSU game a year ago, which has turned out the regular season game was an anomaly. Southern had a good regular season. But on through the playoffs and winning at Weber and going to the wire with the with the Jacks and Brookings, uh, Southern has picked up where it left off and uh, and uh, is playing good football coming into this and is, and is relatively healthy. So, so what do you think uh... – that they need to do to take that next step then, because they were close. I mean, you brought it up. There's those, those, those next echelon teams that are almost ready to get there. I could look at right. a UNI, I think is a great example yes. of that as somebody that yes. a couple, the ball bounces a couple of ways and, and you could have been a, they could have been a deep playoff run team last year. Right. So what, right. what is, uh, what does Southern need to do? Well, I think strong and Davis, I mean, they have slaughtered Southern. I, I, that's been it. Um, now, now, Christian was was excellent. Uh, you know, Bronowski got hurt. Um, so, but but quarterback hasn't beaten Southern in these games. What's beaten Southern in these games are Strong and Davis. I mean, their numbers are obscene against SIU, and it, it's it's almost like they've just um, treated Southern like um, like it's just uh, uh, paper. Um, sticks on the other side <laughs> defensively because yeah, yeah. they've just run all over. And yeah. I know they're great players anyway, and Southern's not the only team they're doing to. But but to have uh, Davis for 192 twice last year, to have Strong at 465 
in his career against SIU. Those are those are not numbers that a defensive contender allows. And so Southern's got to be better at that. And then um, the thing that uh, secondarily has beaten Southern, whether it's been run or pass, against the Jackrabbits has been the big play, uh, the 50-plus the yard in particular. I mean, they haven't just been 20-yard pass plays or 10-yard runs. They've been 50- and 70-yard plays. Hmm. And um, uh, the scores haven't been close in the regular season. The postseason was uh, Southern just tempered the big plays against SDSU in the, in the postseason a year ago, and that really helped, and that's why the score got closer. So I think you have to look at big plays – and you have to look at uh, you know keeping strong and uh, <laughs> and that and Davis keeping them whoever is the healthiest runner uh, keep them at under certainly under two hundred yards and under one fifty if you can. Well, we've only got we're only going to be bringing uh, bringing st- strong into the game. Davis is out. You know we're, we're hoping he's back right. by the end of the season. But uh, you know, we, we've got a, a nice little running back uh, in Amar Johnson, mm-hmm. true freshman who. I, uh, you know, we're still trying to figure out that that number two running back spot. I think sure. Southern is better, Dallas, on the defensive line than it was last spring. They've added Richie Haggerty uh, from uh, the Mid-American Conference, and they've added Kevin Glacian, who didn't play last week, will play this week um, uh, from the University of San Diego. He was the defensive player of the year in the Pioneer League, and they immediately have become two of Southern's best defensive tackles. So now there's less heat on Anthony Knighton at one end, and Jordan Burner is Southern's hottest defensive player. Where I'm running around the bush to get at, Southern has been better against the run. It's still middle of the pack against the run in the league, but Southern was at the bottom of the league defending the run when Davis ran a year ago, and now with Strong in there, um, I think Southern is a more formidable foe running, but that's one of the things Southern in run defense, but that's one of the things Southern has to prove Saturday afternoon. Well, if they watch the, that Dixie state game, which obviously they will, uh, we had some issues with some of the stunts and slants schematically that the Dixie brought in. So I, I have to Good. imagine that some other teams are going to be Good. <laughs> Yeah. That we had some serious issues here. It was a, yeah. it was a zero zero yeah. game going into the second and it, it, it took a bit. So I got to imagine they're going to try to copy some of that. With the exception of Colorado state, which isn't a giant anyway, they've played a soft schedule. Correct. Do you, th- you think that's a factor in this game? Um, or at least I factor think, in their play? Yeah, it's, I, I am happy uh, to, to take the homer route here. I'm, I'm very happy that as many twos and threes have gotten reps as they have this year. Right. I mean, to even go into that Colorado State game and to get your twos a bunch of solid reps, that, that doesn't normally happen. So um, that, that I think could bode well. Uh, I think it's going to help with, with injuries. Now, the injuries we have had, They've been broken bones, right? Playing football in the spring didn't cause osteoporosis. We just had a nasty run of injuries, right? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know that there's any rhythm issue, issues necessarily with the softer schedule, but um, it also, I, I don't know, we haven't put a ton uh, a ton out on film either with these last couple of games. Sure, sure. I, I think Southern was hoping that would be the case a year ago, too. I. It seems to me that Southern felt that way going against the uh, Jacks in the regular season, that uh, and that didn't play out. I think if um, if SDS, SDSU was a more undisciplined team than it is, then that might be an issue when now you go from playing a soft schedule to a strong opponent. Uh, 
I think it's folly on Southern's part to think that SDSU's schedule is going to be a factor in how they're going to play in this game. To now, count on may- that would be a waste of time. <laughs> you mentioned being disciplined, though. I mean, there was SDSU had way too many penalties. I think really? it was 10 for 110 yards or something. Oh, and they yeah. weren't, uh, most of them shouldn't have happened. They weren't necessarily mm-hmm. effort penalties, uh, you know, for, for the most case. So there could be some, some tempo or just some, I don't know, just issues with being locked in. Uh, so I'm curious, have there, you talked about a, a handful of players on the defensive side. Has there been anybody that's really, been a breakout performer that maybe you didn't expect this year so far? Well, the two transfers, Haggerty and Glacia, nobody knew about them. Um, uh, Mikel Calhoun, who wears number eight, is a uh, linebacker who's coming off his best game of his uh, career. He is a, uh, he is a, he and Bryce Notre are uh, both very uh, boisterous energy type uh, players. Lots of talking from those two. But Callahan, or Callahan, Calhoun, Added, has added production this year. He can get to the quarterback. And that's why I think the, the uh, influx of defensive linemen has been key uh, for the uh, Salukis, and it's helped the linebackers. Uh, Bryce Notre has a really good chance to be uh, an all-conference uh, linebacker, but he's known. He's one of the six-year players. Calhoun has been more of a special teams known. Now he's a linebacker known. Uh, they got a big loss when James Caesar went down a couple of weeks ago, and this will be interesting when uh, SDSU goes to throw because there's a freshman who went to Navy and is now at Southern named David Miller, who was great against Dayton two, two weeks ago. But then when the talent, opposition talent improved against Illinois State, he struggled. And so they've got a freshman at corner. And so they've gone from 24 years old down to 18 years old at left corner. And so that's going to be an interesting uh, deal. David Miller could be a key in this game because the last two opponents have gone right at him. And um, so Southern tries to help him as it, uh, it can. So I would say Glacian and I would say uh, Haggerty on the defensive line. And then among the returning players, Calhoun are the ones that, uh, that have stood out um, who are, who've been previously unknown. Mike, you've pretty well covered this, but, but in closing, I'm curious, could you sum up what you think Southern needs to do to take care of business here on Saturday? Well, the run game has to be uh, – it can't be over 200 yards for South Dakota State. It just can't. I don't care who runs it. It just can't be over 200 yards because that means line of scrimmage is a mess. That hasn't happened to Southern yet this year, and, and it doesn't need to start in a big game like this one. And probably if somebody's running on them and blocking well enough to run, then Southern isn't getting any pressure on the pass either. And the Salukis are better at uh, pass rush without blitzing. Uh, than they've been. Uh, big plays are, are have to be huge. Uh, South Dakota's uh, stretch of not turning the ball over yet this year has to end. They're going to have to give the ball to the Salukis once. And, in, and, when, and when that happens, um, then Southern has a chance to win. If it doesn't happen, then I think it's you know toe-to-toe. Southern has a lot to prove there. So I would say big plays. I think turnovers are going to have to be huge in this game. And then somebody who hasn't been big for Southern uh, has to be big in this game. I don't know that the stars actually have to be big, but um, maybe somebody that the Jackrabbits haven't put as much preparation in for, now he suddenly springs a big play, and that could be decisive in a game that that has to go to the wire if Southern's going to be in this. Southern's not going to beat them by a couple of scores, and uh, it has to prove that it can play within a couple of scores of 
of the Jackrabbits and make the play at the end. And, and I think Southern's good enough to do that now. We'll see if they make the plays in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. We all picked uh, on our, our first podcast we, we recorded last night, and we all picked a, a one, two, or three-point game, I think. This is this is going to come down to the wire. Yeah, I think so. Southern's strong in punting and, and place-kicking, um, but place-kicking's got to be 45 and in. I don't think there's going to be a 50-yard field goal at the buzzer. Uh, if there was for Southern, uh, then the Western Illinois game wouldn't have gone to overtime last week. Well, Mike, I tell you what, the Jackrabbits will not be overlooking the Salukis. This is a team that I know that Stig has the utmost respect for, uh, the players and staff. Uh, I, again, just being down there and around it, I know that game last year didn't go great, but I thoroughly enjoyed the town, loved the campus, and hope I get to get, the, get down there again sometime. Uh, Mike, thanks for your time. My pleasure, Dallas. Thank you for having me. Great. Mike Reese, everybody, play-by-play voice for 43 years for Southern Illinois. This podcast has been brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, and to Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans. Subscribe to this podcast in all of the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts and like and follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. And go big, go blue, go Jacks! Horns down!